Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Crack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Crack Podcast. You're on with your host, Mauricio Mookie Wilson. And I'm so happy and honored to introduce to you my two brothers, two U.S. men's national team legends, European legends, World Cup players. Let's get a big round of applause, please, to Demarcus Beasy and Aguchi Anemu. Why is he always have to tackle somebody and be so beefing <laughs> everybody about everything? Don't, don't ever clap again. I mean, I know it's Juneteenth, but we're coming together today. Bring, yes, bring yes, yes, yes. This is this is hey, pretty incredible. Can, can we get a shout out to my microphone, my new microphone? Oh can, my can we, god! Can we do that? Yeah. Round of applause! Round of applause! Round of applause! <laughs> Demarcus is finally caught up with technology. Yeah, twenty twenty. I got me a microphone. So, hey, how how I sound, Phyllis? Hey, oh, <laughs> we know, we know in past episodes he has cut in and out with his Wi Fi, his headphones. Well, we don't, we don't know about my internet. My internet might cut out again too. So. Lord. Oh yeah. man! Hey, Demar- but, hey, catch a joke. I get. I did get one of those uh, Wi Fi boosters. It ain't came yet, but I got it. But bees, you you picked up a a, a new laptop recently. Uh, What's going on? What's up with the? I I remember sending you emails. I couldn't get an email back. I mean, (laughs) stop lying. Are are you changing in front of our eyes? Yes, I have some. I have some news. Can I tell you about my news? You pregnant? Can I? Can I tell you about my news? My good news. Well, not. I mean, not good news. I mean, it's something that is could potentially be great news. But. so yeah, I uh, been applying to schools. I wow. want to get my yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Brought, when's the, when's the, how old were you the last time you took a class? Oh man, I was seven. Like a real <laughs> class? <laughs> <laughs> no, fake one. Yeah, what seventeen and a half? <laughs> oh, now that's dope, yeah, though. Please so, get out of here. Yeah. Man. So yeah, man. Um, Local Houston no, school. I'll just decide. No, no, no. I'll just decide. Um, the Harvard Harvard Business School. Uh, so you know the crossover into business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ray Gaddis had put me on about a year ago. Ray Gaddis. Yeah, man. So after after one of the games, Ray. yeah, after one of the games we played in Philly, he uh, he came up to me after the game. He's like, "Yo, you know, you, you should um, you know, do this course I'm doing. You know, uh, it's, it's good for you know, obviously when you, you're about to retire and this and that. Like, it'll be good for your you know your changeover when you when you stop playing." And I was like, "Yeah, and, you know, I, at the time, I think we had we lost the game." You know what I'm saying? We lost. Uh-huh. Normal. So, so I, I was, I was hearing them, but I wasn't. You know? <laughs> I was hearing them, but I, but then obviously, you know, we, we kept in touch, and I know, you know, he did a lot of good things with that, and you know, he, you know, he, he got a degree from that, and I know Alex just did his as well. You know, his uh, his crossover business as well. But, but yeah, man, I applied. Nah, nah, nah. Real talk. I'm proud of you. Congratulations. The year starts in September, man. This, this so I'm man, excited. This, this man went from not taking a class at 17 to going straight to Harvard. <laughs> now, nah, but Gucci had but, to. You inspired him, man. You went back and you're finishing your field courses. But yo, I'm sure. can, but yo catch a jump though. Catch a jump. On. So, not even that one. I've, I applied to East Kentucky, 
Uh, I got to wow. Liberty. So, I, I mean, even, you know, Goose, we talked about this the other day, but even doing maybe some coursework as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, you only you only stop learning when you die. That's there you go. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, I've been, that's, that's, what I, that's what I've been up to. I got my new, I got my new laptop. I got a new microphone. I'm you know, glad, so I'm, I'm ready. You, I'm ready you, to go. you ready for the 21st century, baby? Exactly. I'm, I'm happy, you know. I'm, old, he, I'm ha- old, he has but, arrived. He has arrived. <laughs> We all spoke about it. Took, you know, it took, we, took a minute. It took we a had minute. A, we had a couple conversations uh, in the past and in the last couple of years, and you all know I'm finishing my bachelor's this this year, and I'm I'm happy yes. that finally you're getting into it and yeah. you, uh, you realize things better late than never. But you know, yeah, I, man. I, I what what advice can you give him, um, Goose? I know when I, when I went back to school, the first semester my head wasn't there, right? Um, studying, yeah, but, taking notes. Yeah, I'm doing it online though. So it I don't matter. It don't, it don't matter. matter. At the end of the day, because we're at this age, we're not in the student mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So you have yeah. to kind of re- like reform your mind to like be focused, uh, you know, get the work done. It's hard. It's time consuming, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're taking that first step to doing it. Right? Start reading yeah, books sure. from now to get your mind yeah. ready. Oh, I, I actually read, but not anything. You know, I read more for entertainment. Me does audio books. Ain't nothing wrong with audio books. Big shout to Fifty Cent. I just finished. Uh, <laughs> Stop giving eight hours. Out. Yo, why are you so angry all the time? Why can't I get my shout outs? Because I haven't, I haven't got accepted yet, so I'm a little bit upset. Shout out to your microphone. How about that? Yeah, shout out to the microphone. It's, it's new, it's shiny. It's a, a pseudo tech. Yo, but, but listen, a shout out to um, Solomon Kalu. He's our guest today. He joined us later. If you guys don't realize who Solomon Kalu is, he's a, uh, one of the Chelsea um, FA Cup championship winners, um, played Ivy Coast, African Cup winner. I mean, just a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous career. Um, so much to talk to him about and a little bit of controversy. So uh, he'll, he'll tune in later. Uh, but fellas, uh, Juneteenth. All right, we're here recording today. This is definitely um, something special to us. And as well as bees, um, I, I just did some research and then realized down in Texas is obviously where everything uh, was first established and how this holiday, which is new holiday. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you know or what, what's, the, what's the word, what's they talking about in Houston when it comes to yeah, Juneteenth? Yeah, man. The, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, I've been in Houston for, you know, what, five and a half years now, almost six. Time flies. And uh, yeah, man, time flies. And um, I didn't know. Uh, I mean, I knew that, you know, obviously they had free, free slaves uh, in Texas, but I didn't know it was in Galveston. And wow. Galveston is literally 45 minutes, 50 minutes from, from where I live. So, so yeah, you know, you know, man, I, I went, I went to, um, the place, you know, there's two different places, but the, the place that the general general read the announcement, you know, that, uh, the te- the slaves in Texas were free mm-hmm. was on a street called strand and 22nd. And now it's a, it's a parking lot. So, um, but they have like, you know, they have a pole they have a, you know, obviously a, a big sign and, um, uh, really talking about, you know, uh, what, what happened there at that spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just, just just going there and seeing, you know, just that sign, um, you know, it, it, uh, it got my mind thinking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, had, I had so many emotions just, just from just being there, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a building. It was just, it was literally just a, 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 a pole, a pole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. yeah a pole. And, you know, uh, and then, so after that, you know, I, I, I knew about my family history, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, you know, my dad's from Georgia, you know, my mom's side, you know, they're from Alabama, yeah. you know, so both deep rooted South, you know, Southern, uh, Southern roots. And, uh, so, you know, then I was like, you know, I, I need, I need to know more, you know, I need right. more. And, you know, 
uh, I, I was like, Ma, Dad, I was like, I need to talk to uh, you know one of one of my great aunts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which is she, her name? She's not, uh, huh? What's her name? Ain't B. Big shots to Aunt B, baby. <laughs> Listen, anyway. if you don't got an Aunt B, you ain't. You ain't. <laughs> Yo, but, but but real talk, like we're thirty eight years old right now. Does it surprise you that you didn't know any about this until right now? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, and and, and, it's and that's what I yeah, exactly. it's crazy. And you know, a part of me, you know, felt I I, I won't say a little. I mean, I won't lie. A little part of me felt disappointed. Mm. You know, and in myself, exactly. in myself, because exactly. like I said, I knew. You know, obviously, I knew where my my mom and my, you know, your uh, roots, my, my root, you know, a little bit of my roots, but I didn't know the whole story. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying, and I, and that's what kind of made me feel. And I and I told her that, you know, I, I and obviously, you know, she, she loves me to the end of the day, but you know, so we we had a we my mom, my my aunt, my great aunt, and my dad. We had a talk for about a good hour, man. Um, just you know about you know her experiences and you know about her with what she went through with, with her dad and even her granddad. Cause she, you know, she, she remembers stuff from way, way back. I'm talking about generations from generations from generations. Yeah, yeah. Did they ever you know explain why they, they ever explain why they hadn't brought it up to you until now? Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't. Um, it was just a, a really open conversation. My, my aunt, obviously my great aunt was so happy that, you know, you I came interested. to her and yeah. interested and wanted to know. And, you know, for me, out of all, I mean, I could go on and on about the stories that we talk, we, we spoke about. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, I'll be know. honest with you, Bees. You know, my parents are immigrants. They're from Jamaica. Uh, Gucci mm-hmm. parents are from Nigeria. So, and and being from up north, we I really didn't really get exposed to down south um, until um, traveling for games, but you know, for for youth soccer games. But definitely, yeah. uh, we're going to college in Virginia. Um, give us, you know, I'm so interested. Give us at least one story that she told you about your family um, past. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I mean, man, where do I start? I mean, there was, you know, sad stories. There were even some funny stories. You know, the whole conversation was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. um, but even just, you know, the one, the, there's a, I, I'll tell a, a one story, and then I'll tell you really what stuck to me uh, a lot um, was, um, you know, they would they would get up at you know three in the morning, man, three mm-hmm. in the morning, and she was, you know, she was a kid. She was, you know, she was around, you know, nine, ten years old, eleven. And they would get up at three in the morning and go to the fields, you know, pick cotton, pick corn, you know, they go, you know, milk the cows and, you know, uh, do all these different chores and uh, that they had to do, you know, every, every single day around mm-hmm. the house, mm-hmm. every single day, you know, and, and she was a kid and she, and she, the one thing, and I don't, like I said, the stories that she told me of what, what, what they did, I mean, I don't, that's not really the, the most important just, thing for, yeah. for me, for yeah. me, you know, but when she spoke about her granddad, you know, so my great, great, great granddad, mm. when she spoke about him and, and she, and she, and she, and she would say, she said, Demarcus, she's like, you're, my grandfather was an amazing, amazing man. He was a hard worker. He was smart. He was creative. Mm-hmm. You know, he did everything he could, you know, um, you know, for his family. And I'm talking about, this is back then when they, you know, a week, they would get a dollar fifty. Sometimes a dollar and 50 cents for the week. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, and, this is your mother's side, yeah. Yeah, this is my mother's side, and yeah. for him, for him, and you know, and 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 she would, and she and she told me that you know he never, you know, he never talked back. He was, you know, he's very respectful, and um, and then sometimes, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, his grandma was grandma wasn't playing. Yeah, and and sometimes his master was, you know, was uh, what wasn't as bad, and you know, he would give him little breaks. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes every Sunday, not every Sunday, but sometimes some Sundays. Uh, he would let, you know, her granddad take the car and take them to church. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the type of type of type of family that I have. You know what I'm saying? Like the hardworking, you know, because my family, you know, they didn't they didn't really own much. You know, right. they didn't really own much much land or anything like that. That some other um, you know, black people that were fortunate to have that. We didn't we didn't have that one, my family. You know, so for but to hear her talk about him and to really understand who I am as a person, as a black man growing up. And, you know, I felt so much pride being a part of this, being a part of that, being a part of this family. Yo, you know what I'm saying? It, it's All amazing. that they sacrificed, you know what I'm saying? For me, you know, for my brother, for, even for my mom, my dad, all the things that they did, all the stories she told me, you know, it all brings me back to who I am today. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And you think so, it's incredible that like, one that you have lineage that was alive back then that can recount to you all that stuff that happened. Exactly. Cause there's exactly. a lot of people that have an assumption of what happened in their mm-hmm. past, but they don't have anyone to actually tell them or dictate, you know, this actually happened. And yeah. I think that's a blessing that now you is. can actually trace it back and pinpoint and get details and have stories yeah. from like yeah. firsthand accounts. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. So for me, so for me, this day means, for me, it's a sense of pride of being a part of, you know, my family, you know, listen to her stories, listen to how she spoke about, you know, my great, great, great granddad, you know, and how he was as a man, uh-huh. you know, and how he did everything for his family to provide for his family, even though they didn't have much, but he did everything he could, you know, he would work overtime. He was respectful. He didn't cause no troubles. You know, he was, he was a man's man. You know, he did his job. He, he you know, he did everything he could to make sure that his family, you know, um, uh, we're doing it in the right, the right ways and they were treated right. And, you know, around, um, and that's when obviously my, my great aunt, they, they moved up North to try to get a better life. And then that's, that's how it kind of all started. So for me, that's what it means to me. Just, you know, a sense of, uh, not even a sense, all, all pride being a part of this family and, you know, really understanding where I came from and who I am, you know, as a man and how I became, you know, DeMarcus. So for me, it's, it's, uh, it was amazing to to speak to her and to to really understand you know who I am. Big shouts to Aunt B, man. Can we but, get a round of applause for that? Hey, big shouts to Aunt B. <laughs> hey, hey, but listen though, um, it's remarkable that obviously like your your ancestors worked so hard and did what they had to do, and for you to be able to represent this country on the World Cup level, um, is is, <laughs> is you know the gift, right? And full circle. Full circle. It's, it's the gift, man. That's what, your, that's what your ancestors worked hard for you, for you to be a person who can um, hold that flag around your neck, represent it, and be the face, you know? So that's definitely yeah. dope. That's definitely dope. And I'm glad for the awareness, man. Um, Appreciate it. So, so uh, you know, that drive, you said it was, it was what, 45 minutes away from Houston? Yeah, 45 minutes, 50, about 50 minutes. Was there other people minutes. there, tourists there as well? Or No, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't anybody there. You know, I, I, I stayed there for a while, took some pictures. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I sent it to my mom and, all, and everybody. Uh, but, yeah, I, I stayed there, you know, for a while, just kind of walking around, stood there by the pole. And then I went, you know, to um, this place called the the Aston, Aston Villa. Yes, um, Aston Villa, yep. Yeah, Aston Villa. So I went there as well. Uh, it was closed, obviously, because of the, you know, the, corona. the, the coronavirus. But I went there. Um, you know, there's a statue of the, the general. I can't, I can't remember his name. You know, holding, um, you know, the announcement paper, the statue yeah. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I took pictures of that. But, man, just all that, you know, being able to to to, to experience that. And, be, and then, like, I feel, I feel stupid that it's, it's been there, you know, the whole time. I never knew. Never knew. You know, I never knew. So, like I said, back Back when I said before, I, I felt a little bit of disappointment in myself, and you know my 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 great aunt, she, uh, she was she was very quick to <laughs> to shut that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I told her, 
you know, we had, we, I said, we, the conversation was like a little over an hour. You know, it, it was, it was an amazing, it was a powerful. Did you take your daughter with you? What's that? Yeah. My daughter was with me. That's dope. My, uh, awesome. That's awesome. Me. That's yeah. always important, yeah. man. That's always important. Yo, fellas, did you see, um, what happened in England with, uh, Marcus Rashford from Manchester United, how he, uh, U-turned, uh, the, the, the British government, when they were going to take away, what is it, Gooch? Was it, um, after school or yeah, free, meal, so- free meals for the kids? Well, yeah, so basically the government was going to stop giving their vouchers for free meals for the kids that, you know, for COVID, there's yeah. no schools. So they were going to stop the vouchers um, after the school year was done. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Marcus Rashford, he used his platform, he used his voice and basically got the uh, the policy in the government to overturn that and, and essentially uh, put 120 million pounds that's into a, the that's the, co- the COVID that's summer crazy. food fund, right? And that's yeah. that kid. That's that's unbelievable. That's one point. That's over one point three million kids that now will be provided meals, all because this football player, you know, used his voice, used his platform, used his his persuasion um, to everybody's benefit, right? And then you, it's funny because I, I salute him. I'm proud of him. He's so he's only 22 years old. That's the crazy yeah. part. And, and you have you have all these people around the world that that look at athletes in a negative way shut up and dribble you shouldn't yeah. have any kind of voice yeah. in politics or exactly like what that. i'm gonna say yeah. you know yeah. and, and, it, and it's crazy because you know we're people too we have voice we have opinions and we we, we have the right to, to use those voices and those opinions for the betterment of the people and, and he did exactly that so but b said you know. b said before about sancho and mckinney uh, when they uh, made statements about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, that he was surprised at their age, um, that they were so conscious and care about others and and brave enough to take that to take that step. Um, yeah. And if you look back in the '60s, when Muhammad Ali went through and um, and others who were who were trailblazers, they kind of had to ride by themselves. There wasn't people really um, supporting them, right? It wasn't yeah. it wasn't common. You think LeBron has changed things around? What do you think? Is why is everybody so uh, so conscious? I think society has changed. Yeah. I mean, mm. if you think back in the day, even even for us, right? We're, we're speaking out now. We're speaking publicly. We weren't that vocal. We hadn't had found our voices years ago, perhaps because of fear of repercussions. Mm. What's going to yeah. happen if we speak up? Mm-hmm. And even more so, back in the day in the in the sixties, seventies, right? Like it wasn't. It was frowned upon. Like yeah. we yeah. don't care about your opinion. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Or you're going to see what's going to happen. Right. Um, and this new generation, these younger kids are bold and they're bold in a good way and they're unified and they, yeah. they're not silenced. And, and I, and I love it. Yeah. I think, I think they're sending a, a very powerful message to, you know, to the future, you know, of, this, of, of the whole world, not even just, you know, in this country, you know, right. the things that what Marcus Rashford doing and then like he said, what Goose said, they're all young. You know, they're all young and they're already stepping up in, in those in those kind of big boy roles and to, you know, trying to, you know, um, use their voice, you know, for good and not just, you know, uh, kicking a ball or shooting a basketball or, you know, hitting a golf ball. You know, it's, it's, it's we're humans, you know what I'm saying? People have feelings, opinions of what they really, really believe in. And I think, you know, um, for me doing that at such a young age, man, I, you know, I, I applaud it. You know, it's, it's so it's so empowering for me. And I, I love to see it, not just here in this country, but, you know, everywhere. Definitely, definitely, man. It's funny you said that because that brings us into our Say what? segment. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, uh, English Premier League and uh, uh, great players and great clubs, uh, we have the former Arsenal manager, Arsene Wenger. 
who uh, <laughs> made a statement. I want you guys to listen to it and tell me what you think. And uh, it's, it's I would say football, uh, by essence, is anti-racist. Why? Because you know that no matter if you are the son of the, of the king of England or or if you're black or white or red, if you're good, you play. Mm -hmm. And I would even say that football is an example of how the whole society should work, because it's only based on merit and quality. If you're good enough, you play. And uh, there's inside the game, there's no racism. Around football, in the stands, it happened at some stage, and we've seen it again in England, mm. with the England national team, you know, away games. But yes. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah, where, where, where do you start? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised uh, because, you know, uh, Wenge has been a person who has so many um, multiculturals, national team, African, French um, players in his dressing room that you would think he'd be a little more conscious of what go, goes on on the field, off the field, and what his players have been dealing with. Yeah, but you listen to what he said. He said there is no racism on the field. The, on the field. I, 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 I think he's trying to say like in terms of how he picks a squad, and maybe he's just thinking internal within himself. He has No, he yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. He, li he lives in his own bubble. His own well, bubble. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's a privilege, right? He doesn't see it, or maybe he chooses not to see it. But exactly. For him to be... Like you said, a coach that has had so many diverse ethnicities and cultures on his team to say the only racism in football exists from the fans and outside the pitch. That's yeah. I guess what he's saying, he wants to make make it seem like a perfect utopia, but that is couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, me myself, I, I had to file a, a legal complaint against somebody that called me a dirty monkey multiple times on uh, another player. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not bringing that up to disprove him, but I'm just saying, like, listen, it, like, happens it, all the time. it exists between the yeah. players, not just the fans. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, happen, it happens. It, and the thing is, it happens, you know, not even with um, uh, teams you're playing against. It's your own teammates. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's your own. They'll, they'll, they'll make a black joke. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They'll make, you know, some kind of thing that, they, you know, especially because it's European. I'm talking about, you know, more, more European when I was in Europe. Yeah. You know, because they, 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 all they know is what they see on TV. Right. Yes. That's all they know. They they hear all you know with, with music and this and that, you know. And I'm not trust. Me, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know, because you, you should know right from wrong. You should know what something means. To, what something would mean to someone if you said something offensive, you know what I'm saying? They're not. They're not. They're not kids. But, um, but, but yeah, this goes back. This goes TV. back to the problem. Though. The problem is, you know, no offense to Arsene Wenger, one of the best managers ever, Arsenal Gunners. Yeah, because you're Arsenal. <laughs> but in seriousness, is is you know you have a 70 year old man. Who's out of touch, right? Out of touch. And, and the problem is, this is these are the people who are ahead of the FIFA board. These are the people who are making the decisions, and they thinking that oh no, black players playing, black player has an endorsement deal. There is no racism going. There on. is no racism. Yeah. What do you mean we gave him money? He got money. There's yeah. no racism going on. It only it only happens from the the, the fanatics, right? It's yeah. only it's only the fans that are. Wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I know for facts, and bees is. I know, I'm not gonna say names, but you've played with cats yeah. in, in England. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, this is a crack. We don't say names. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't play with the man. So if Bees wants to say anything, it's, he can say. But I know for sure there's there's people out there uh, within teams, or even just just some negative stigmas, right? And like when I was in Spain, for example, at Malaga, 
and maybe they have no malice in it and maybe it's just ha- habitual, mm-hmm. but they never, they always call white players by their name. They always call black players negro, negro. Yeah. Like, give me the ball, negro, negro. And I remember, and I love this guy. He's, he's a legend. Funny as hell. His name's Joaquin and love him to death. Funniest guy in the world. And I know he had no malice in it. And I stopped him and I, and I picked up the ball. I said, my name is Gucci, and that's the last time you call me Negro. And he was like, Papi, Papi, tranquilo. Hey. <laughs> He's like, Yo, joder, tío, tío, ¿qué pasa? And I was like, no, I, was, I understand. You didn't know before now. But now that I explained to you, don't ever call me out of my name. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the habit in their culture. Like, it was acceptable for them yeah. to not call bees to Marcus and could yeah. just call him Negro, pass yeah. me the ball. That was the same. Go ahead, Gooch. No, no, I'm just saying that like, it happens. It's there. Yeah, and that's the same. I would say the same in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Like Gooch said, it wasn't no malice. But, uh, I mean, I didn't do – I didn't stand up and say, you know, don't call me negro. But I would, I would always give them that kind of kind of look when they said it. I know they didn't mean anything by it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know they didn't mean anything by it. But then after that, after that, they started just calling me bees. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But when I first, first got there, you know, yeah, same, same, same thing happened to me. Negro, 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 negro. Yeah, and and it was like it was every single black player. It wasn't just me. I was like, hold on. Yeah, you got you got Isco over here asking for the ball. They say Isco. They don't say Blanco or nothing like that. Like, 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 what's going on, Poppy? Hey, hey, you see, you see, you see. He trying to put out names that he played with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isco. Isco. Oh, they go Isco over there. Like I play with Isco. Right after Mookie just said say the names. So I'm giving you the names. Now I'm I say just, the names and I'm calling people out, right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's observing. You know? He's observing. Yeah. yeah. Damn if you do. Hey, I'm listening to the conversation. That's all I'm saying. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you can listen this time because your headphones work. Hey, oh, I, I, got my, I got my cord. Dog. I'm good. I'm good to go now. Nah, but I, I think uh, Arsene Wenger is, is malinformed to, to make such a, I'll, I'll go as far as say ignorant. Mm. You know, ignorant yeah. public statement as, as you know, racism in football only exists outside of the field. That's, that's, that's silly. There's a yeah. number of players that have either threatened to walk off the field or have actually walked off the field because of uh, words or, or actions from opposing teams. Not that's, opposing yeah. team fans, yeah. but the opposing team players, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. And I and I and I even go a little bit further. I know Mookie want to go on, but I even go a little bit further because I I read a little bit more of that you know what he said you know mm-hmm. in, in, the, in that quote, and he, you know he he brought up Soul Campbell you know that Soul Campbell's a coach and you know uh, he's doing well and hope he gets it. He named one black person, <laughs> <laughs> one black person. I got a black person. And I, that, exactly there you go. But I, I wanted him. I wanted him like yeah, all the things y'all said about about uh Benga. You know, what I'm saying like he should. You know, he should be aware of what he's actually saying. This and that. Like I want him to say, I would. I would, as a black man, as a as a you know ex player, I want him to say, I want there to be more. I wish there not were. enough. It's not enough. You know, what I'm saying why isn't he saying that? He just said, oh yeah, um, this it's not racist. I mean, look, look, they got Saul Campbell coaching. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing. Saying. Here's the lick. He can name Saul Campbell. Can he name all the white coaches? Yeah. <laughs> Too many. Yeah. There too many, go. too many. Yeah, exactly. But I can, I can definitely pinpoint how many black coaches. Saul Campbell, right there, boom. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I look at, I look at him. You know, and obviously now he works for FIFA, and you know, being one of the leaders of football, you know, he, he's still clueless. You know, yeah. he's a great manager. Sorry, great manager. You know, whatever he did at Arsenal and all that stuff, great. You know, but when it comes to you know actually understanding the problem of society, what we live in, and what we're going through, he's you know he's far, far off the mark, bro. 
far yeah. off the mark. Yeah, um, fellas, I got one more to play for you, uh, just because it's relevant. Right? It's from uh, Maurice uh, Adu, uh, a friend to the room, and uh, he was on BR Football, and uh, he gave a statement. I'd be, I'd be curious to see how many black people were in those conversations when they're when they're writing up this, this legislation, when they're having these conversations about how should we go about um, when the kick, the kick, uh, kick racism out of football campaign is developed. I want to know how many black people are sitting at that table saying like, hey, these are, these are the thoughts of our community of what we think. We're the one, a lot of us are the ones that are experiencing this. We're the ones that are having bananas being, monkey noise being um, chanted at us and then being told not to walk off the pitch because that looks like we're abandoning our teammates and not showing support for our team. So I'd be curious to know how many of, how many of us, how many representatives of us are at that table saying like, this ain't good enough. I'd, I'd be damned if, if you told me there was, there were any, I, I'm, let me not speak out of turn, but I'd be, if you said that there were, but there were people of color at that table and they were saying, yep, that sounds right. Yep, give them, give them three strikes. Yeah, that's about right. And, and the reason I played that clip, because I think it's relevant, right? And, and to be talking about Austin Wenger, right? In terms of, you have these people who who are making these statements and they're not the target audience. They don't have to go through what we go through. So how do you know? You know, and, and, and dealing with FIFA and dealing with, uh, I think Mo hit it on the head. You know, you have people who are making um, judgments or make, giving punishment for people who are um, kick against racism, um, but nobody on the board is of color or is of uh, is, is is diverse, you know. Yeah, there's no there's no one there telling them that that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you know a group of you know white men sitting around a table saying you know just like Mo said you know three strikes you know, that should be good enough. But there's not someone or two or three or four or five you know people of color saying no. This I, I've I've been through this. I played in this. I I don't want to experience this again. You know, this shouldn't mm-hmm. happen, not even in, you know, we talk about football, but not even in society. So this needs to be a punishment where, you know, they're kicked out of football for life. Yeah. You know, shouldn't be in, in the stadium or if it's, if it's a team, you know, they, you know, uh, whatever the fine, not even the fine, you know, not even 20,000 fine, but $20,000 fine. Sorry. But uh, you know, stiff penalties where, you know, they can't, you know, play for a year or two years or whatever, you know, but really have penalties that, you know, really means something that and it can make a difference and, 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 uh, and, you know, kick racism out of football. Reach. Reach. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all see the, uh, the EPL and all the players kneeling before yeah. the game. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. That was cool. That was cool. Nah, but the biggest thing for me is seeing an Arsenal jersey that said Black Lives Matter. Man, all right, anyway. How you going? Let me live. Let me live. Oh, let me transform to that, to this. Bees, can you, can you be the host from now let on? Me I'll, live. I'm going to, I'm just going to mute. Just put Mookie on mute. Can so I do that? You're muting me because of Arsenal? You're that much of an Arsenal <laughs> hater, huh? Yeah. yeah. Yes. We, yeah. We haters, about, man. We about to talk. Like, we about to we talk. talk. We talk. We talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You bringing them Arsenal. I'm just saying. <laughs> Arsenal jersey. That's the game I watch. And that's well, what made well, me proud. The funny thing is, your, your, your king, Arsene Wenger, is the one that we just shitted on two seconds ago. I'm going to take care yeah. of Wenger. He, he, has, he needs some talking, too. <laughs> we have a call set up for next Tuesday. All but, right. But, All but, right. But, but, but that that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life, to have Black Lives Matter um, um, on English Premier League, uh, I, I just think Everybody. they set the tone yeah. for what every league, and I, I'm so excited to see what MLS is going to do because the pressure is on. Yeah, <laughs> what, 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 what? Wait, wait. What do you think they will do? Well, right now they uh, they just publicly put an announcement saying that they support, they recognize the Black Players Coalition, you know, and so that's the first step. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's definitely a first step is, is acknowledging, like we always say, and recognizing um, definitely that's a big step. But 
you know, we got to see the actions. What's that going to mean in the, in the coming months, in the coming yeah. years? Yeah. Um, but the, the imagery from this weekend and in, in the EPL was strong. Huge. It was strong, yeah. not just from the black players, but from all the players. All right. Even, hey, even, even the referees, even the referees. And I mean, they didn't, yeah. it's so crazy. Like this originated in America. Yeah. Yet it's felt over there. And it's like, it's almost felt in unison and without question yet over here in our own country, it's a con it's a subject of controversy, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh, why are they doing that? When everybody else understands it, how come you can't understand what's going on in your own home? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it seems like everyone, everyone understands it's, it's a society problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Except for Americans. Except for Americans. Yeah. You, you know, um, you know, and also, I want to say that they also um, had a, the heart patch for the national healthcare uh, workers. I think that was amazing as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that, that was terrific. But I, I think the games um, is going to take a little while for the teams to get used to. It looked like a lot of teams are still stuck in, in, in preseason mode. <laughs> look, look, chill, 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 chill. Look, look like David Luiz is still stuck in preseason mode. Go on, boy. <laughs> listen, oh, man, listen, listen. I'm gonna make, make a statement. I, I want you to hear me out, right? Oh, before you, before you make a statement. I need to ask you, in your lifetime, as a footballer and a fan, and, and, and watching football, have you ever seen... I played football, too. I just want to let you know that, too. I said he a said footballer. footballer. <laughs> Why is he so sensitive? Yeah, he did say footballer, though. I said he footballer. Yeah, I know. He said, yeah, you said it. Thank you, B. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Have go you ahead. ever seen such a downward spiral in 25 minutes of entering a game? <laughs> Unfortunately, Yes. Right, we all saw horror shows of players that came. No, 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 no. I need, I need an example. Then. But let me, let me ask you a question first, Goose. Right? I'm stuttering. Do you, do you feel, as a center back who doesn't start, your mind is not really there when, you, in terms of uh, listen, getting the listen, team? Listen, I'm asking a question. I'm just asking a question. As a center back, you making this, you making excuses? You know, I'm having a conversation, sir. You making excuses? Can we have a conversation? Can we have a conversation? Thank you. I'll answer. I appreciate that. I don't think it's fair or smart to to differentiate a center back from a striker to a midfielder, right? It's going to be difficult for anybody to enter a game at high mm-hmm. speed. That's the name of the game, but that's the profession. And you play in Man City. Yeah, but that's the profession he's in. So when right, I get right. up, get upset and annoyed as players, uh, and it's happened in my career that, you know, they're not starting, right? Or they're not playing. They're always bitching, like, the coach doesn't like me. I'm better than this guy. I'm better than this guy. I'm, I'm, I should be playing. They get their opportunity, and they shit the bed. Yeah. And then they blame it. Oh, it's because I, uh, the game, I hadn't played in so long. And I'm like, wait, you're making an excuse that you haven't been playing. Once you get your opportunity, you make the excuse that you haven't been playing, which is why you weren't playing, and expect because of your poor, poor, poor performance, Preach. you're going to play more Preach. and yeah. get that. No, you got to be prepared, man. And David Luiz is not a rookie. He's, he's a freaking international star. He's played at some of the best teams. He's played on the best national team, arguably. And has made, uh, made many mistakes, especially in the World Cup. Many mis- I don't know how this man has... Freaking nine lives. He's got a four leaf <laughs> He's got nine lives. He's got he a four leaf clover in his cat. stock. How does someone go from top team to top team to top team? I, I have, I, all, I have, I have another mistake. I have all another question. Mistakes. I have another question, Goose. Right now, uh, as a center back, yeah, he's a ball as a midfielder, right? Right, right. The ball that that, that Kevin De Bruyne gave with the spin off the grass, the side spin. <laughs> It's a difficult ball to receive, though, Goose, Bro, right? He, tried it, he was trying to collect it on the outside of his thigh. <laughs> yeah, but listen, though. If it was a regular ball with a top spin, uh, the, 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 the thigh would have 
the ball would have bounced in front of him. Yeah, he doesn't even. And it was raining, and it was raining too. So that didn't take consideration, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna call you a victim. Yeah, you are trying, bro. I'm trying. You are. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. We had him for the first 25 minutes too. We had him. We had him. I said, just go into the halftime. We good. Let's get into the half. Forced error causes the goal. Forced error penalty. Red card. What do you think about that penalty? That was soft though. He pulled him down from behind. Yeah, he got yeah, beat he on the turn. He brushed his shoulders off, Bro, man. He was popping he his got, collar. Get out of he here, got, man. He got beat on the turn. Turned like a boat. Beat on the turn. Yeah. Hand on the shoulder for about four seconds. Wow. <laughs> before the guy went down. He's, so. He said, he said, wow. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah, they say? Like, they, he don't agree. <laughs> they, said, they said his contract is over at the end of the month, so he might not even. No, might. It's a wrap for that dude. He's it's no way. Rap. You can't come back from that. It's over. It's over. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but about two weeks ago, Arteta was singing a different tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in preseason he did some foo-fooness too. He's trying to juggle in the middle in the midfield. Yeah, but dude said he wanted to renew his contract. Yeah, but but I heard, I heard, I want money I heard Madrid, though. I heard Madrid's about to sign. Oh goodness. Which Madrid? <laughs> <laughs> Delaware? <laughs> FC Madrid in Delaware? I'm not a wicked men's team, FC Madrid in Delaware. <laughs> That is crazy, man. Nah, but but you're right, man. I mean, um, I think I think his career, EPL career as a whole, is a wrap. He has to go to China, or uh, somewhere where the, the time the time cone. He needs to go to Qatar, go Qatar. to Qatar, go to Saudi Arabia. Watch no, he watch he come play for Philadelphia Union, though. How about right, that? Straight up and be DP <laughs> <laughs> and be DP as a, as a striker, and that's right. a good signing. <laughs> but I just want to. Proudly introduce um, a friend to the room, somebody who has traveled the world and also played four, in, in four big leagues in Europe and scored over 10 goals per season. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for the world famous, I call him the prince, Mr. <laughs> Solomon Kalu. <laughs> My brother, can you hear us? He's having technical difficulties like me. Nah, Salah. man. Salah. What's up, my brother? What's, What's up, family? Up? <laughs> there he is. Hey. There he is. Hey, Beastly. What's up, bro? What's you up, good? man? How you doing? Yeah, good, man. You? Good to see you. Yeah, pleasure to see you, man. Long time. Yeah, long time, man. See, you got on your, yeah. your prince, your, your prince clothes. You know, you look, <laughs> you look, you look good. Prince, print, prince, I, print. I'm, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> if you don't know, yeah, if you don't know about Salah's fashion wear, I mean, you need to check out his Instagram or, leave, or catch this man in person. My boy is down to the T, always and stays fresh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Word. Listen, listen, I'm trying to catch up with Abyss and uh, Corey. And all <laughs> <laughs> uh, a clue. Do, do, um, you, do, um, do you know Aguchi and Yewu? Have you guys met? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, when he was playing for, for in England, we play, oh, I Newcastle. play against Newcastle. We, 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 yeah, we've crossed paths a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've crossed paths. Yeah, yeah, I, I, play against I, I don't think he was able to score. Did he I kick you? Like, <laughs> listen, hey, listen, I was I was so scared of go close closer. It was too strong, so I was <laughs> Hey Kalu, I just want to get you the proper um again, we're here to give uh the flowers to the players that you know before you people yeah. that we really respect, we want to make sure we give you the proper, even though you're our brethren, you're our friend. I mean, you've played yeah. um what what league? English Premier League, Bundesliga, yeah. Dutch I, League, French, actually, French actually, League. 
I start with Beasley and the and the Holland and Dutch league. Hey, yeah. hey, we we, we gonna get to that point. We gonna get to yeah, that point. To that. <laughs> but, but 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 brother, but brother, you you've won an African Cup of Nations. You've won a Champions yeah. League. You've won an FA Cup. Um, you you was Dutch footballer, uh, talent of the year. I mean, how do you feel as a footballer at this point playing right now at Hertha Berlin uh, in terms of your journey? Do you ever look back and realize what you have accomplished? Yeah, I mean, it's like a blessing, you know. Gucci jinxed him about the blazing. Football is just like something you you watch on TV. Yeah. and, And, you know, it's not every time that we watch every single game. So for me, it was a dream, a dream and dream come true. So to come to the Premier League, playing all those big games, playing the big club. So looking back, I'm, I appreciate and I'm like, okay, I, I, there is a long way. I come, I come far away from home. So yeah. I feel proud of that. Yeah, brother. Yeah, so so yeah. Salah, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on at EPL uh, with the Black. Actually, not EPL. Actually, EPL and Bundesliga. Um, yeah. With the Black Lives Matters movement and the acknowledgement mm-hmm. of what's going on here in the states. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. You're a person who's always expressed his voice and and always been conscious of the yeah. society what's going on. How do you feel about mm-hmm. it? And what are they saying in Germany? I mean, Germany is the country where they try chess. You know, we all know the story of Germany. Uh, me being living from Germany for so long, I think the German people learn about their mistake and they, they yes. learn uh, they learn about equality and about how race is not the most important thing to be. You know, it's like we all equal and we all try to make the best of situation that we have. And since I'm in Germany, I know they've been doing a lot of effort here to make people feel like, you know, they're welcome. Mm-hmm. They're, making, they're making people feel like there is a place for everybody. Yeah. So knowing that situation, I'm not surprised about how German react about the situation. Everybody was on board with the situation. And you can tell how people came out to support the, the movement. Mm-hmm. And Berlin was one of the city where people, the most people came out to support yeah. that matter. So I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all because I, I see how people think. I've been around. I see how people uh, feel. And this is, this is, it makes me feel good about humanity. It makes, it makes me feel good about, you know, regardless what we always have some minority of people with a close, close mindset, mm-hmm. but there's always people who feel like, um, we need to do better. We need to be feeling, uh, that every life and especially we as black, we come from long way and we, we also contribute to the development of the humanity. So we matter. And that's, that's, that's what makes me feel good. So in Germany, obviously I think like you said, they, they're, you're not surprised and they're doing their part, you know, mm. since you've been there, um, well, it's been like six years almost since you've been yeah, there. Six year. Yeah. Six year. Six year. Have you experienced anything in, in terms of racial bias or, or actions from, I'm not going to say from fans cause yeah. I can, I can almost assume that, but from teammates maybe or other teams that you played against. To be, to be honest with you, I, I'm going to say that since I'm here, I would, 
maybe I, you know, I mean, maybe maybe I came in the right time. Maybe I came in the in the moment where uh, people think differently. And uh, in Berlin, in Berlin, because it's a multicultural city, mm-hmm. I never I never personally experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, also with my teammate, we have like a a good connection and stuff like this. So I never have that experience personally, but uh, I cannot speak for everybody. I can speak for myself. Right. And I, I, and I know that in Berlin, people are getting in the situation where everybody has his, his, his spot, where you can, as a black, as a, whatever you stand for, you can, you can have a word, you can have your, your, your word, you can put your word out. And Berlin is a city for that. Um, when it comes to, to the fact that there is always those, those people who always have their mind that they're always superior so, on, the, on the black race, I, I, I know that exists. And because, you know, the skinny head in Berlin, we know that exists. But I'm not going to dwell on that because I've come across a lot of people who support and, and, and embrace the 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 racial barrier. So right. I like I like to speak on more on that than other other minority negative. Yeah, yeah, negative. Because because the thing is, people always want to give the the, the 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 platform for the minority for yeah. negative. Yeah, and they're not they're not always the people who you know they're not always the people who have the the, the uh, who make decision who, who who make things uh, mm-hmm. the power. So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you hit on the head, though, that that Germany, they make a a very very conscious effort to realize that they made a mistake. Right. And yeah. And and they're very they're ashamed of it. Um, Yeah. yeah. And and here in America, while, you know, slavery was abolished and we're on Juneteenth, I find it that we kind of like put it to the side and we kind of like cover it up. But we never, never never, uh, corrected it or kind of faced it. You know, um, still waving the Confederate flag and so many other things that's um, rooted in our society that reflects that mm. era in a negative passion. Yeah. While Germany wiped it slate clean and started from scratch, and and they, but, and they never rejected it. Yeah, that's true. Because the the difference with America and Germany right now is that when you have a light, a leader who are like putting oil in the fire every day, mm-hmm. that make it easier for the minority to. Mm-hmm. To be feel like they are on the power. Yeah. yeah. Right? In Germany, they don't have that. So they have to hide. They have to wait for the right moment to come out. And and that's the, that's the only difference with Germany and America. Because yeah. and, uh, in Germany, they don't have like that leader, that that power leader will come out and treat sometime and say... Makes them feel some, comfortable and empowered. Exactly. And, and, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, you're right. And traveling to the states for so many years in your off season or when you can, and having family here, have you ever experienced any interaction with police officers? Any negative interaction? Oh, our I, I was always prepared for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but see, but see, that's the thing. No, you have to be listen, prepared. Yeah. Listen, you got to be prepared. I know yeah. when I come there, when I see police, every time I see police, I make sure I go back. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure I go back to my hotel. I don't want no, no problem. <laughs> no problem. I get, I'm just there to have good time. And, you know, when I, when, when I see, I feel the vibes, I guess 
I gotta get away from that. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. hey, so hey. I never. But 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 talking about vibes, I mean, we we have to speak on situation that's currently going on with you and Hertha Berlin. No. Um, you know, um, if once people don't know during the virus, um, y- y- your club decided to suspend you for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, you know, what yeah, I mean, yeah. for, for something that um, you know, you think they were making. I think my personal opinion is that they were making you out. You know, because of the timing. It was a perfect, yeah. like, let's make an example of this individual to scare everybody else off. Um, you mind me telling everybody what happened? I mean, what I read in the newspaper, because we ever had a conversation about this, was uh, supposedly yeah. you, got, you got tested and mm-hmm. your, your results came back negative and, yeah. and, and, you, and you were on live and you went around the yeah. room greeting your fellow teammates and not social distancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I, I mean, I understand why people are coming from, you know. Thanks for listening to the Crack Podcast and part one of Prince Solomon. Head over to part two to catch the rest of the interview. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.